Hello, and thank you so much again for joining us. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 42. The answers to the life, the universe, and everything, of course. R.I.P. the late, the great, but never forgotten Douglas Adams. This is going to be a little bit of an odd episode. I am severely under the gun right now. Apologies. And uh, so this is going to be kind of a rehash, but it's content that 98% of you guys have never heard before. This is a recording of the live stream I did for my patrons on Patreon. It's a once a month show I did, so it's got some moments of silence in it as I'm reading uh, the chat that's going on and then responding. Everything that I do there is in real time, no cuts, so there are belly gurgles. Uh, there are lots of non-sexy things. If you wish to pursue this idea of me as a sex god, you should probably stop now. But overall, I really do think it's a wonderful time. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, this is the second one. No, this is the first one, sorry. This is the first one that we did, and we're just now planning the third. It's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Once again, this is a recording from approximately two, two and a half months ago, and uh, it's being done because I'm working on a big project right now that I'm not going to unveil yet. I'll be unveiling it two weeks from today on the podcast when it's all ready and good and done. So I hope you enjoy. Again, it's not a typical story. There is a masturbation session at the end. If you're into that, I take a lot of requests. I read things. It's silly. It's fun. If you're looking for more traditional content that I do, the typical story structure, come on over to the blog. There are tons of pieces up in the last week alone. I did a whole blitz for Halloween uh, between the 27th of October and the 1st of November. There was a new piece every single day without fail. So, yeah, I think that's probably enough of an interlude for this. Again, the audio quality is not fantastic. It's a live show. It's not done tremendously well and of course it's a bit more of my natural voice and inflection and personality a little bit of showmanship sure but it's you know it's a very authentic version of me compared to what you typically get here uh yeah let's get right on into it and i hope you have a good time test test okay that is push to talk going off which means the stream has begun in earnest. So there's the recording started. Yes, yes. Good, good. Let's read a little bit. <clears throat> Forgive me because I am waking up. It is 6.15 now. Let's read a little bit of The Wasteland, a poem I've not read nor studied in many, 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 many years. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Winter kept us warm, covering earth in forgetful snow, feeding a little life with dried tubers. Summer surprised us, coming over the Strambergis with a shower of rain. We stopped in the colonnade, and went out into the sunlight, into the Hoftgarten, and drank coffee, and talked for an hour. Bringen Ruschenstram, Ausluschen Eschdeusch. And when we were children, staying at the Archduke's, my cousins, he took me out on a sled, and I was frightened. He said, Mary, Mary, hold on tight. And down we went, 
in the mountains, there you feel free. I read much of the night, and go south in the winter. What are the roots that clutch the branches grow out of such stony rubbish? Son of a man, you cannot say or guess, for you know only a heap of broken images where the sun beats and the dead trees give no shelter, no cricket, no relief, and the dry stone, no sound of water, only there is a shadow under the red rock. Come in under the shadow of this red rock, and I will show you something different from either your shadow at the morning striding behind you or your shadow in the evening rising to meet you. I will show you fear in a handful of dust. I think that should do that, because I don't speak German. So there we go. Does any other patron have a request? While I sit here and take a little glass of rejuvenating water. Because that was my big issue doing the live stream yesterday on YouTube. I didn't have water. It just kind of happened. So, uh-oh. Thank you guys, you're always so sweet. You're hearing me clicking because I'm just making sure I'm not getting any messages somewhere saying like, Oh, I can't get in. Jack, save me. But it doesn't look like I'm getting any, so... This is really, if this is one of those times where if you've ever wanted me to say something, even if it's just as little as your name, etc., this is where it is, man. If there's not a request up, uh, there you go. Okay. Always with the poetry and songs, you guys. Always with the poetry and songs. No, we did the highway. We did the highway, man, on a previous stream. You can go back to the previous stream and listen to it. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's Ruby, that's the shittiest request I've ever gotten And I once had to read Avengers porn <laughs> What's next? What's next? Is someone gonna fucking link me my own stuff? Hey, read this one Links to Gone Oh, okay, right, fine Jeez, I guess I will Uh. <laughs> I'm already starting to get the the bittersweet messages of like oh, my laptop's recording so I can't come and join the stream. I guess you guys can have fun. Ah, no winning. There's no winning. <clears throat> the Avengers porn was something special when it happened. I agree. When it happened, it was just almost fucking unbelievably shocking.
There's something about reading gay porn that you don't know is gay porn. Till you cross that Rubicon. Till you cross that threshold. And then something amazing happened. Hello, person who just joined. I'm having trouble reading names at this point. Oh my. <clears throat> Guys, I don't know what's going on, but I know it's happening. So. trying to find something I've never read before because I'm not seeing any uh, any requests or anything Uh, you just gotta try it, and then I'll shit on it if it's uh, if it's something like what Ruby did. Sorry, that's how that's how we gotta wing it. Uh, Michelle, yes, it's okay. Patrons get to request whatever they want. Ruby sure doesn't. Boy, I feel like you guys are shills for this uh, poetry foundation. <clears throat> the bait. Come live with me and be my love, and we will some new pleasures prove of golden sands and crystal brooks with silken lines and silver hooks. There will be a river whispering run, warmed by the eyes more than the sun, and there the enamored fish will stay, begging themselves they may betray. When thou wilt swim in that live bath, Each fish, while every channel hath, Will amoriously to thee swim, Gladder to catch thee than thou him. If thou to be seen beest loth, By sun or moon thou darkness both, And if myself have leave to see, I need not their light, Having thee 
Let others freeze with angling reeds and cut their legs with shells and weeds, or treacherously poor fish beset with strangling snare or windowy net. Let coarse blow, ooh, let coarse bold hands from slimy nest the bedded fish in banks outrest. Our curious traders slill sleeve silk flies bewitch poor fishes wondering eyes. For thee thou needest no such deceit. For thou thyself art thine own bait. That fish that is not catched thereby, alas, is wiser far than I. Kind of, uh, kind of backhanded saying, saying that, uh, you're so sexy that you caught me when you couldn't catch a fish. Uh, feels, it feels a, a little between two worlds. So there you go. But happy to do it. All right, I feel like Tumblr's causing the most problems, so down you go, Tumblr. All right. God, all poetry. You guys suck. <clears throat> You've had, you've had weeks, you've had weeks to just get stuff, and you're like, no, 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 let's just keep throwing uh, 1600 stuff at the massive dyslexic. Sure, why not? <clears throat> no, 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 I've been awake for 50 minutes. Let's do another 12 poems. If it is not too dark. Go for a walk if it is not too dark. Get some fresh air. Try to smile. Say something kind to a safe-looking stranger if one happens by. Always exercise your heart's knowing. You might well attempt something real along this path. Take your spouse, lover, in your arms, the way you did when you first met. Let tenderness pour from your eyes the way the sun gazes warmly on the earth. Play a game with some children. Extend yourself to a friend. Sing a few ribald songs to your pets and plants. Why not let them get drunk and wild? Let's toast. Every rung we've climbed on evolution's ladder, whisper, I love you, I love you, to the whole mad world. Let's stop reading about God. We will never understand him. Jump to your feet and wave your fists, threaten and warn the whole universe that your heart can no longer live without real love. And it is not too dark, so we're all going to do that, right? So where's the Star Trek? I was promised Star Trek. Where is it? Just while searching through this, I think I've mentioned before, uh, I've joined dating sites in the past. 
and uh, just literally trying to get to my email uh, in case there were any requests. I have a rejection notice from Plenty of Fish, something I have not logged into for 18 months. <laughs> just the timing is hilarious. Somebody on an 8.30 like decided to be all like, nah. 8.30 p.m., just chilling out. Sees a guy who hasn't logged in 18 months like, nah. <laughs> Life is funny. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> You have to give me some, something from Star Trek to actually read. You can't just say the word Star Trek. Does anybody know if I've read Hold before? Any super fans out there? Have you ever heard the story uh, Hold from me before? Not read, but heard. I did creepy pastas once before. It didn't go over very well, but what do you what do you say? What do you say? This one's not loading for me, and I'm not being coy, so we'll just give it a second. Let's see how long this old hold is. Whew. Forgive me. <clears throat> I want you to focus on me when things start to get difficult tonight. I want you to cling to me because I can lead you back to safety. Even if I'm the one who put you in this difficult situation to begin with. I want you to know that you are in control tonight, no matter how it seems. I say it with an edge because I feel your uncertainty, and I don't fault you for it. To a degree, I don't know why you're here, except that you want this, and trust me. Still, you're afraid. I would be too. When you ask if I'm sure you have to use the blindfold, I state yes plainly. I can see I've been too brusque and take your hand in mine, lock our fingers together, and squeeze. I tell you that I love you. I tell you that you're wonderful. I tell you that you're mine, no matter what happens. And you can always say no at any time, and it will be respected. You squeeze back, and that's when I know everything will be fine. We kiss like we're new to it and the years fade away. It's funny what a little daring can do for two people 
who have known each other for so long. The kisses turn long, wet, our tongues in each other's mouths, and I can feel the heat coming off your face. I adore you, so much more now than the day I met you, that I cannot fathom the distance, not in any true way. Our hands decouple, and I take up the blindfold and slide it on you like an executioner's mask. You stand still and quiet as I make sure it's secure. When I ask if you are all right, you only nod. I imagine that if everything goes all right, I won't hear another word from you for tonight. So I demand that you tell me you love me, and it makes the burden lighter when you say you do. I peek my head out of the hotel room and make certain there is nobody in the hallway. All clear. So I take you by your wrist and drag you into the hallway, three doors down, and knock. As part of me hopes that it won't be answered, but none of me is surprised when he opens the door. He is beautiful in a way you will never see. Just know that he is handsome and lithe, that he is a good counterpart to my average looks and broad build. I've made certain you're getting something new out of this. And, unlike me, he isn't afraid or put off. He smiles like we're old friends and nods before swinging the door open and allowing me to guide you in. For a moment, it seems like there will be a preamble, or maybe even talk. But instead, he closes the door and puts his hands on your waist from behind, pulls you into him like your old lovers. You gasp, but you do not fight it. Just shake and shudder and drink it in so deeply you leave your mouth open. He paws up and down your sides, avoiding your breasts, focusing on your ribs, your neck, your shoulders, as he kisses you. It seems he wants you to be into him. And little by little, you are. You're loosening up, becoming less tense, letting your head crane to the opposite side of where he's kissing to give him more access. You're his right now, and for a moment, I wonder if you even remember that I'm there. The jealousy grips me, churns in my stomach, until it is as hot as my breath. I want to rip his head off. I want to hurt him just for the affection you give him. I want to make each little sigh that escapes your lips cost him something dear. Instead, I watch as he undoes your top and slides it to the ground as he continues to stroke your shoulders and neck after he does. How he savors it in a way that only a brand new lover can. You lean against him, let him wrap his arms around you, become enveloped by him as he cups your breasts, strokes at the front of your neck, plays with your hair. His hands explore you as his mouth takes you. For a moment, it's too much to me. I turn around and inhale, exhale slowly. Then, 
I move to the wall to lean against it, turning around to see him rubbing both your breasts at once, one ear flickering on your tongue before sucking on the lobe. He undoes your bra. He begins to undo your skirt when you gasp and shake. So he waits. When you calm, he finishes unclasping it and slides it to the ground as well. Then he guides you to the bed and waits for you to sit so he can kneel down and undo your shoes, take off your socks, and kiss up your thighs. I wonder how much of this is for my benefit, you not gasping and shaking the way I can tell you want to. It infuriates me. Everything, everything at this moment is razor's edge in my small world. He nibbles on your inner thighs while stroking them outside. He moves his head up to your panties and inhales deeply, placing a kiss on the front of them before continuing down the other of your legs. He grabs you, a bit rougher now, pushing skin and flesh from your ankle to your knee, and then from your knee to your pussy. Like he's trying to take all the heat from your body and shove it in there. When he begins to take off your panties, you call my name and he stops. You call it again and reach a hand out. I come to your side and you grasp my hand with yours before bringing the other hand up to hold it tightly. Then you pull down and in and tractor me to you until my face is next to yours. We kiss. It is desperate and needy. We continue to do so as he removes your panties and put his lips on you. We kiss as he eats you out. I can hear him slurping, licking, kissing into you as our tongues move, as you hold me so tightly it hurts just a little. But something happens a few kiss in. You start to moan into my mouth, lightly at first, then occasionally give a sharp gasp, before finally outright moaning at the pleasure he's giving you into my face as we kiss. You drop your hands, and one goes to the back of his head to grab his hair and push him down, the other to crane around my neck and hold me close. You are closer and closer until you come. Legs shaking beside his head, moaning into his mouth. You remove your mouth from mine and breathe for a moment. As he stands up, he disrobes you and you even out. And then I'm the only one between the three of us wearing any clothes. He's hard and large, and he puts a condom on with one hand like it's second nature. Every part of my animal brain is telling me to shove him aside and take you for myself, throw you over my shoulder, and storm back to our room. But I fight the impulse. I fight it for you. He lowers himself onto the bed next to you and puts his hands on your face. He turns you to him 
and you kiss briefly before he takes your hand and guides it to his cock. You gasp, but don't retract. Instead, you hold on to it, gingerly at first, but then you take it firmly in hand and start pumping up and down, slowly, the way you would if you wanted me to enjoy it. After a few moments of this kiss, he reaches down to feel your pussy, open it with his fingers, and then to finger your clit. Stick two fingers in. He's testing you, and you're loving it. He rises off the bed effortlessly, easily, and pushes your legs apart with his. He takes your hands with his, and without guidance, moves right into you, like you were made for him. You shout out, turn, and twist your head. But it's only until it's all the way in. Then you ask for a moment, take some deep breaths, and wrap your arms around his back. When your hands are digging into him, you give consent, and he starts to pull out and push back into you. And then I'm watching the only woman, the only thing I have ever truly loved, getting fucked by another man and her loving every second of it. I can only imagine how different it feels, him, his size, his unknown face and one-off nature. He's more brutish than I am, at least at this. He pulls all the way out and slowly slams back in. You wail every time he does. You cry out gibberish. He picks up speed, and then it continues. He stops holding back, stops taking it slowly on the way out, but instead thrusts all the way out and then back in, faster, harder, faster, harder. You cling to him as he does. You kiss his chest in between your wails. You cry out for more, and he gives it, going at an even more rapid pace. He stops pulling all the way out to make sure he can instead slam in the way you wanted. Your fingers dig into his muscles so tightly that they make ten little indents. His body is so close to yours now that your screams are muffled and somewhat muted. But I can tell, we all know, that you want more of him. He leans back and picks you up with him, getting you at a slight angle before pounding you for all he's worth. He grunts softly, almost sweetly, unlike the growls you are used to from me. He holds you like you're precious in the air, like on a pedestal. He fucks you, and you come for him. You will and shake and moan into his face, holding on to him so you don't fall or so you don't lose the sensation. Who can tell? But you're his in this moment as you orgasm. He does as well, albeit much more silently and with a great deal more effort. You both drop to the bed, and then he pulls out quickly, moves to the small desk in the room, and pulls off his condom to toss it away in the trash. His cock is still mostly hard, though. 
as he begins to stroke it, despite the clear overstimulation on his face. You call out for me again. This time, you only want to take my hand and kiss the back of it. He's made you too weak to do much else. You are sweaty and sticky and flush in all the best possible ways. He moves to your other side, and he takes your free hand, moving it to his cock, which you groan at as you begin to stroke. You even shift to get into a better position to pump him harder, better, as his cock grows again. Then you reach to the front of my zipper and undo it. The swelling of uncertainty and mixed emotions is something that I cannot express. But I could never deny you. Not anything. Not even now. You slide your hands into the boxers and pull me out, and then, with your non-dominant hand, you're stroking two guys off at once. He's not content, though, and he comes in closer to you, kneels on the mattress. You turn to him without conflict or hesitation and put the tip of his cock in your mouth, squeezing me harder the moment you do. You start bobbing up and down on his cock, stopping with open mouth wide to let him push himself in and out between strokes. You give him your all, the way you would do anything new, and stroke his balls and suck him in greedily until he's as hard as he can be, and then you keep going. Then you unexpectedly pull back and turn to me, and before I can object, you've pushed your mouth all the way down my cock, as far as you can with my clothes on. You suck it long and lovingly, like you've had two drinks in you, and I was your world. You bob up and down, and I moan and lose myself. By the time I come back to my senses, he's put on another condom and is applying a little bit of lube to his index finger. He makes a gesture that I take to mean, let her stop, as I pull you back away from me. You seem alone, confused, abandoned in a way. Before he comes back to you, and then you cling to him with your free hand. Your comfort with him only lasts a moment, though before he sticks his finger into your ass. You squeal and shift and even kick at the air a moment before relaxing and letting it go all the way in, letting it turn around and slide inside you before he even removes it. He applies lube and repeats the process with the second finger. I disrobe as he sticks the third inside you and you grunt and growl like an animal like a whore, and he puts the residual grease from the lube onto his cock, which he pumps a few times before hoisting himself under you, getting your ankles on his shoulders, and pushing his cock against your ass. You cry out for me, so I reach a hand out to you, and you grab it, and pull me in. This time, we do not kiss. You just want me close as his cock moves into you. It's a much slower prospect than I would have imagined, 
or he's taking it slow. I'm not sure, but it seems like he's not moving into you so much as sinking. As he does, you unbutton my shirt as best you can, and after you give up, you just say please over and over to me. So, I undo them for you as your hands cling to the fabric. But the moment you can, you grab my flesh beneath my shirt and hold on to me, cling to me, make me feel like I'm still important to you as he finally makes it all the way into your ass. You both breathe heavily, and then it begins. He starts moving in and out in a very different way, this time slow and methodical. He doesn't want to hurt you, just open you up, make you feel him while he's building up. You're not moaning the way you were either, it's more of a hiss through your teeth. As he picks up his pace and you bury your face into my torso, you bite and kiss against my skin as both hands hold me in place, daring me not to move. He goes faster and faster, but somehow not harder into you. Your mouth drops from my stomach to my cock, and you don't take me into your mouth. You more press your face against it, rub it as you cry out. That spurs him on, and he begins to go faster, harder, until he comes. You moan and shudder, but I can tell you have come. The moment he's pulled out of your hands, the moment he's pulled out of you, your hands clasp my neck and pull me down to kiss you long and hard. Small please escape you, beg for me disrobe, so I do. I can't believe that I do, but truly, I can't deny you anything. You reach out for my cock and pop it into your mouth, the pain of being ass-fucked making it easier to slide my cock all the way into your throat before asking me to take you. You repeat this process several times, taking my cock all the way, pulling out, and saying, please fuck me. So I push you onto your back by your shoulders, climb between you, and push into your pussy. You moan like you're dying, and for some reason I cannot name, I believe it to be sincere, that this is somehow something special to you. We don't last long pushing against one another, me deep in your pussy, before I see him re-equipped and ready to go to do the thing we discussed. I nod at him, and he returns the nod as I push into you, feeling confused, conflicted, somehow lost. I pull myself out of you, and you moan and cling to me, pull at me, try and get me back in, but instead, I tell you to trust me. I tell you to calm yourself, and trust me. You take a deep breath and nod. I move onto my back, my feet touching the floor of the bed as I pull you onto me. You know the position well and squat first before getting onto your knees and sliding onto my cock, 
letting it slip into you again deftly. You bob up and down, and then I feel it. The weight of his hands on your back, pushing down until you are against me. I can sense it, him moving into your ass, constricting the wall between me. You scream, but compose yourself as he stops, and scream again when he continues. The world is a mess of oh gods and please and wows. And then he starts to fuck you, and you move with him rhythmically, but it's hardly about me at all. You feel him and move with him, your pussy pulses on me with his jerks. I tell you that I'm going to remove the blindfold, but that you can only look at me, that you can't try and look behind at him, just at me. You nod, but give no other indication until I take it off. Then we lock eyes, narrowed and together, in love and kindness, and depravity, and everything else. We are one. You put your hands on my pecs and push down on my cock now, mouth opening, eyes more intense than I ever remember seeing them. You're working my cock hard and with vigor as he moves into you. It doesn't last long. I don't see how it could. But even before he's grunting, you are. Then you close your eyes, dig your nails into my flesh, pull your head towards the ceiling, and howl out an orgasm. He follows suit, pushing against you so hard, we truly sandwich you. He comes, and I feel your cum, and pulsing for it all over my cock. After a moment, you put your head at the base of my neck and close your eyes, your hair damp from the seat, random shakes going through you as he pulls out, and even after. We can hear him dress, zip up, and after a moment of packing, the door opens and shuts. You kiss me long and deep, and then you kiss me again. You start pumping up and down on me, leaning the whole of your body into it, but your strength gives out, and I laugh. For a moment, you look like you'll cry, but then you smile, cling to me, say how grateful you are. We rest up a while longer, me still inside you. You ask me to promise that I'm not mad, and I do. But you ask a follow-up about what I'm feeling and I say the truth. I don't know. A lot of things. Then, after a moment. But I love you. Very much. You repeat it back to me and cling to me. We breathe deeply, fully, relaxed with one another before you pull off and start dressing hastily. You say you want to go. And when I ask what's wrong, you just repeat it faster with a deeper edge. So I get up and get dressed a few steps behind you. You make it to the hallway, but then you are disorientated. I take you by the hand and lead you back to our room, 
opening the door for you and letting you get in. And it's only once you're inside that you seem to be able to breathe. When I ask you if you're all right, you say you're fine, but you bow your head against me and you're crying, at least a little. I don't know what else to do, so I pet you. I stroke you. I wait for the tears to stop. You take a deep breath and say that you need to take a shower, and I move out of your way to let you into the bathroom. But you hold on to me a few seconds longer before you go. Then the water runs for about ten minutes, and you're back to me. Makeup off, hair in a towel, eyes wide, like you're in trouble. I start to ask you what's wrong, but you cut me off and shake your head. Then you tell me that you are in love more than you could have ever imagined, that who I am and what I do for you terrifies you to your core, that you couldn't imagine life without me, not any kind worth living, and you are so very happy that you met me. I nod so as to not show my confusion. This seems to be the right answer, because you kiss me so hard, it cuts my lip before taking my cock into your mouth and giving me the best blowjob I'd ever gotten in my life. The End Oh, I really needed this water bottle. I was craving for it all yesterday. Hello, Black Rose. Uh, hello, Alaya. Alaya, if that's not correct, maybe type it out phonetically. Thank you very much for joining the chat, guys. I appreciate it very much. I don't know if I've ever done hold before or released it anywhere. Uh, it is the end of a threesome trilogy. It begins with push, and the second one is pull, and then the third one is hold. <clears throat> so I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh. Suddenly much more light and still uh, misty. And uh, I don't know, I feel so much more aware than I did at the start of the stream. <laughs> well, I'm just glad you guys liked it. Come here, water bottle. I need you closer to me. This can't be a long-distance relationship. There we go. If you suddenly hear me screaming, it's because I've accidentally electrocuted myself with Mr. Water Bottle and the microphone. The weirdest thing about Europe is not doing caffeine uh, because I just I don't like the tea here. So... Uh, I've been almost entirely caffeine-free the last four and a half weeks. And it's not so bad, but I can't do it at home. It's one of those things.
Just making sure that nobody's having kittens. Oh my god. Ruby, this is so long. The answer is no, Ruby. I'm not reading another 3,000 word story in a row. Oi. It's okay to laugh at that. It would be hilarious. Like, imagine me dying going, ah, ah, ah. It's a very funny way. It's like, uh, it's one of those morbid funny death things. Uh, like the, uh, the girl who sang Loving You. Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Do you know how she died? Because she, she did that. Ah. You know how she died? She died of throat cancer. And that's fucking funny. So if I were to die in my last moments were me screaming and being electrocuted, that's hilarious. It's hilarious. Don't feel bad about laughing for that. Spread the word. It is morbid, but it's hilarious. Death by Yeti. Death by Yeti. Yeti or not, here I come. It's okay, all the regulars stink. You're all doing, like, inside jokes, etc., for, uh, in front of people who are the special guests. You're all being very, very bad hosts, actually. And I'm gonna have a word with you later about it. Uh, I'm actually shocked at your shitty behavior. So, patrons, if you have any requests, now's the time. Because I don't have a lot of other stuff that I can just read. And I definitely don't want to do anything that long again. Or do I? Yes, because that's what people love. They love being spammed with inside jokes and having something they weren't there for explained. <clears throat> A woman's vibrator killed her while she was in traffic? That's mean. It should have killed her at home. Why did it wait for a commute? Why did it wait for a commute? Kill me at home appliances. If you're going to do that maximum overdrive thing, kill me at home. Anyone ever seen maximum overdrive? Woof, what a movie. 
awful. That's awful, Olivia. It's just awful. <laughs> Death by battery acid in your hoo-hoo. No, thank you. It is kind of funny as well. I mean, I laughed at my own death. You guys can laugh at anybody else's. <laughs> it's seriously silent hill outside right now. Me no gusta. Death by snooze do. Excellent. All right. So for everyone who's not watching the live stream, women, instead of uh, requesting me uh, things or asking questions or, or having me say their names are instead just talking about horrible masturbatory deaths. So that's why there's so many pauses because it's just endless talking about horrible masturbatory deaths. Uh, no, I never got to play the playable trailer. I don't and uh, have never owned a PlayStation 3 or 4, only a 1 and 2. I really wish I had played it. I really wish it had come to fruition, because I don't do much trailering, so... Any requests? If you're a patron, this is your spotlight. <clears throat> oh, I will be cruel to you, Mary Minova. It will stop your breath, how cruel I can be. But you understand, don't you? You are clever enough. I am a demanding creature. I am selfish and cruel, 
and extremely unreasonable. But I am your servant. When you starve, I will feed you. When you are sick, I will tend to you. I will crawl at your feet, for before your love, your kisses, I am debased. For you alone, I will be weak. I'm seeing how long skin is because hold is pretty long. I'll do skin in a little bit. How about that? You're welcome, Michelle R. You're very welcome. <laughs> I, I'm not good at any kind of poetry, Black Rose. I don't know what uh, freestyle poetry is. Do you just give me a topic and I improv? All right. Well, give me give me a topic, uh, Black Rose. We'll see what happens. I've never freestyled poetry or heard it before, so don't expect much. I ask for so little. Just fear me, love me, do as I ask, and I shall be your slave. You remind me of the babe. The babe with the power. My love for video games. Oh, shit. All right, let's do some fucking... Let's do my fucking shit about video games. All right, let's see. Let's see what the fuck happens. Does, yes, does it have to rhyme? Great question. Like, what what are the rules here while I get situated? No. All right. Well, if I if I draw it out any longer, it probably won't sound uh, authentic. So here we go. Freestyling poetry about video games. <clears throat> here we go. Eight bit, tight fit. Gotta get out of this dungeon before I quit. Got a princess to rescue. She's legit. <laughs> uh, imaginary landscapes passing by. Heroes, heroes, villains, things that fly, dragons, monsters, ogres near. Vanquish them all and I'll have no fear. Imaginary worlds... Far away, take me to an incredible place. My childhood, dark, lonely, like a dungeon on the second level. It's the only thing I could ever do that made me feel so swell. I was abused and hurt and shuddering in the light of day, but if I boot up that NES... I could get so far away 
ne'er I could be hero or king or any name I choose, so long as the sprites could be perused. And there I found some peace and sanctuary. Yeah, once or twice I role-played a fairy, because I was whoever I needed to be before I had to slip back into reality. And there you go. I'm really not comfortable with you being naked, I said, struggling for a normal tone and failing. His brow arched. Why should you be unsettled, pet? After all, you just said I meant nothing to you beyond mere gratitude. And you've seen a man's body before, so don't pull that blushing act with me. What could be bothering you, then? I know it's bothering me. The smooth, bantering tone changed to a low, furious growl. What's bothering me is that you dare stand there and tell me what I do and do not feel about last night. That kissing you and holding you meant nothing to me. Then, to top it all off, that you were only reacting to me because you were impaired. That's rich. You know what those drugs did to you in that first dose before the second one made you comatose? They killed the bug up your ass. This is a weird live stream, not gonna lie. I may have to cancel the YouTube after this one. It got all weird and emotional. Oh, I might not do a YouTube live stream today, depending on how I feel. That's all. I did one yesterday. I'm doing this today. I've got a podcast tomorrow. We'll see what happens. As soon as I finish this uh, stream, I'm going to eat a little hash cookie, and we'll see how I feel in a few hours. Yes, Meg, it would be great to get some questions. (laughs) 
Yes, but for you, Michelle, it's probably not such a big deal since you're not going to be doing it at like 8 a.m. So there you go. Yes, Katie, a hash cookie. What do you call them? If that vernacular doesn't strike with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not like a hash brown. <laughs> like I was all so excited that I was going to be having a hash brown cookie. Oh, shit. <laughs> I I wish I wish hash browns uh, might ease me up in order to perform more. Alas, that has not been the case to date. Ah, uh, pretty great, pretty great. <laughs> Hello, Melissa, my beautiful Irish, uh, my beautiful Irish follower. I think of your accent all the time. I'm glad you could join for a little bit. Yeah, I'm not giving a first timer some of my cookie. That's not going to happen. I can just, I can feel Murphy's Law conspiring against that one. Absolutely not. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, I'll make some hash browns. You can have some hash browns. Yeah, I make some pretty good hash browns. My secret is that uh, after you squeeze the, the, uh, the shavings... And you get the water out, and then you mix it with an egg and a little bit of breadcrumbs, just like you're making meatballs. Just a little bit, so people can't tell. Yeah, makes a real good hash brown. Yep, it's pretty good. Oh, I also, my big secret uh, is cooking with... Um, it's too early for this shit. <laughs> Uh, coconut oil. Box tea. I don't know what box tea is, but I'm willing to eat it if that's how you make it. Alright, so while you all figure out if you want to actually do something with your special status of being here, here we go. <clears throat> There is no comparing you, this place we've built together, with anything else. The place made out of bedsheets and comforters that turn into caves to explore until we could find each other's skin again, so that we could kiss and hold each other in a way the movies can never show.
we are close, skin on skin, and the seamless press of our bodies is another, is the best part of the day. I have put ten thousand bruises on your skin here, mostly with the tips of my fingers, when I grabbed you too hard and held you as close as I could, but also when I slapped your ass with the whole of my palm or gripped your hips to pull you into me, and so I could slide into you as deep as I am allowed. The small marks of your teeth after they held your tender skin between them, and sometimes marks that seemed to come from nowhere at all after nights of tussled hair and sweat-soaked laughter. Making you mine is the greatest achievement of my life. But this journey never ends. There's always another step for us, some other place for us to go, and that's why I have to take you out of this room that we've made an extension of us, why I take you outside your comfort zone into the brisk night air of the city. It's after two drinks at a mid-range bar that I see that familiar look in your eyes, the one that lights up your cheeks and says your entire body is feeling empty and hot. There was a time where I would have played it out, asked for your panties on the way back from the bathroom or a hundred other power trips, and some other night, I will. But tonight, we celebrate how long we've been together, and the very idea of it makes me want you as soon as I can get you. Your cheeks are even redder against the backdrop of light snow flurries that don't quite stick to the ground, and your hair is a magic trick. And although I'm so much taller than you, you feel like the size of the world, and I know that I stare at you too long when you purse your lips and laugh and beg me to look away. We get lost in memories, swim through recollections as we do through the sheets. Each laugh reminds me how lucky I am. When we stumble upon the small park, dead and absent and dark in the middle of our city, then I pull you by the wrist. We make our way down the path, leaving barely visible footprints around the sculptures and trees. It's only when we stumble on the large oak that I know why we are here. I take you by your wrists and push them together over your head, a sliver of your stomach appearing, and I hold it to the tree. I tap them to make certain that you know to hold them in place. Then I kneel down before you, kiss the scant skin while holding your hips, brushing you against the tree. You start offering token resistance, and as my tongue and lips find new parts of you, your words become louder, more urgent. Every second we are here is another chance to be found, something you hope to never happen, one of your greatest fears. Most times, I respect the schism of who we are behind closed doors and the public face we put on things. You never want to be forced into explaining bruises and bite marks, 
colors, or costumes. And I do my best to make certain that you never, ever have to. That we are secret in this day as much as we are silent in the dead of night. But right now, right now I want you so badly, I can't hold it. I can hear you, I understand your nose, but I do not listen. I could pretend, say I was in some trance, that something had taken a hold of me, and I had no idea what I was doing. But it would be such a silly, easy lie. I know exactly where I am. I am in absolute control over my actions. I hear your protests, your pleas and pleases and stops. And hearing them, I choose to ignore them all. I unfasten your slacks and press my cold thumbs into your warm, in, into the warm flesh under your ribs. And why? Because I need you. You're so much more silent when I rise to my full height, when I'm staring down at you again. You ask me to stop all the same, but with much less emphasis than before. As I take the base of your left ear into my mouth, I can feel the nose become more vocal, more proud, until I reach your flesh and look at you again. How many times are you going to say no tonight? How many times are you going to make me push through it? We've known each other for too long for me to think the word has any power to it. But here you use it, over and over again, like an incantation, like it would stop me. But we also know that it would sound like if you were really objecting and not just afraid. How hard you could fight me. How you could make me try within an ounce of my strength just to pin you down if you gave it your all. I am so much more powerful than you, but if you really wanted to say no, you could make me strain for every inch. I push my tongue into your mouth as I slide my finger down your panties and into your pussy. I take you both places at once to silence you, placate you, take you. There is the further want in me, need I have, to feel you be open to me after so many whispered no's. A thousand denials can be made whole just by a single swish of your tongue, a single clenching around my finger. Whatever strength I have melts when I know you'll be my perfect little toy. I bob my head back and forth with the same slow, deliberate speed as I push my finger into you so you are both invaded in both places at once. So I can feel the moan from my fingers in my tongue and the pleasure of my mouth in your wetness. We break both intrusions. I put my finger to your mouth. You suck it clean while making eye contact, an act that you know drives me wild. It is a soft, peaceful moment in the cold, sterile world. Then you tell me that we can't. I push your head against the tree. We can't, I repeat. Would you like to use another word? 
Try again. You compose your thoughts, but there is no reason to make it easier on you. So I tighten my grasp, lean down to kiss your shoulder, then the base of your neck, and back up to your ear while I suck gently and flick around with my tongue. Then I nibble you, hold your flesh between my teeth, and pull it from your body. I love this moment, where your life feels fragile, and mine, I can feel the beat of your heart in my mouth. I release the bite, only to take in more flesh from your shoulder, and then your neck again, then your ear. I lick the whole of it, then after that delicate tracing, I bite you again. My mouth becomes the way we're connected. I need more, so I switch to the other side and repeat the process. It's only when your neck sways in the other direction that you give me access in which I know for certain that you'll stop the silly game of denying me. I have to have you, I whisper in your freshly bitten ear. Whose fault is that? I wait until you confess. Now, tell me you're sorry. You do. Tell me again. I ask as I take apart the top three buttons of your blouse. You say it over and over again as I lean down, kiss the top of your breasts over the fabric, and move my hands beneath the waistband of your panties and slacks. It's only when we touch skin to skin that I realize how cold you are, how pliant, what you are sacrificing to offer yourself to me. I slam the clothing to your ankles and demand that you get out of them. You step naked from the waist down except from your shoes into fresh snow as I hang them onto a branch. You shiver, but it's only for a moment only until I take your hands and spin you around so that you face the tree and place your palms against it. Then I step behind you, shield you from the light wind, as I take off my oversized coat and wrap it around your shoulders. It's sizable enough that I have to lift it to make my way back into your pussy with a single finger while I pull my cock out. I push your face into the tree as I slide inside you. I keep it there as a reminder that you do not want to say no again, however tempted you might be. The cold has made your pussy tighter, made it feel even hotter than normal. I laugh before I sink my teeth into your shoulder through the many layers of fabric. When you ask why I'm laughing, I push your head into the tree with renewed vigor. You're mine. You're a toy for my pleasure, and I do not ask why I do anything. You simply serve me to the best of your ability until I tell you otherwise. Hunched over, I grab your waist with both hands so that I have the power to push all the way in and out with long, simple strokes. Your body conforms to them quickly, bending over further, giving me more access despite the elements. You are suffering. Then you begin to pant before I've started to ramp up. 
Some of it's the cold, some of it's fear of getting caught, but there's also a pleasure I can feel in you. The desire to look back on this night and say you came while being used in the park where anyone could see. You become slicker as I move harder, grip more of your skin between my fingers. There is a perfect stillness to the air, and I can feel small snowflakes on my skin. It spurs me on, the contrast of the cold and the heat you offer. I fuck you faster. Drive harder. Roll my hips up with each thrust so you can feel even more of my cock. So I feel and open every part of you that I can. We fall into rhythm, you knowing just when to clinch and strain that last bit of my cock as it exits you. Ugh. The more you do it, the more it drives me wild. And it works. I start growling, grunting, pushing your skin with the same vulgar strength that I push into your pussy. More, I find myself saying aloud as you can give it, as if you had anything left to give. But you surprise me still, you arch up on your toes, you shift your body, you give me even more access into you. It electrifies me, makes me take my free hand from your face to your neck to squeeze you as I begin to rock it in and out as fast as I can. Faster. Harder. A slow scream emitted from me, rising out into the night. You join me as we get closer and closer to the edge. I go from rocketing in and out of you to single hard pushes. From jackhammering to contained bursts within you, as long and deep as I can go. The kind of fucking I could never do with any girl beside you. You cry out, your scream tickling my hand around your throat, your pussy coming around my cock, and it's only a few more pushes in before I can't take it anymore. The sound of your whimpers pushing me over the edge. I come inside you, a moment to recover. The cold makes it easier to think, revive, then I pull out of you, help you steady against the tree, and help support you with my body so we can dress you again quickly as possible. We trap my come inside you, hide your marks away, and, just like you were a half hour ago, you're a normal, beautiful girl. Nobody would suspect a thing. You offer me the jacket back, and although I am cold, I demand you keep it. We walk in silence with a small smile on our faces. At the corner near our place, I demand that you stop, and when you begin to fight me, I demand it again. You take a step away from me, turn, look me in the eyes and say it again with more strength. There's fear, reservation, in every flex of your body. This is a hard no. When I take a step towards you, you back away. Stand still. I demand as I move forward. You only take a half step back, 
Then plant your feet and allow me to move up to you, to bend down and whisper in your ear. Put your back against the wall. Trust me. You hesitate. I watch the wheels turn before you take a deep breath and position yourself against it. This is normally a much more crowded area. Someone could walk by at any second. There's fear, concern, and just barely chained defiance all over your face as I approach you. Tell me I can do anything I want with you, here, now, anywhere. When you agree through grit teeth, I kiss you, long and slow, on the lips. Nothing more and nothing eager, just to show that I love you. We kiss for a moment before I take you by the hand, and just like that, we are walking again, moving again, free again. We stroll through the street, back through our front door, and into the living room, where I take you into my lap, and then we kiss, and kiss, and kiss. The end. Whew. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Did anybody sneak in whose name I've never said before? Hello, Marcy Pan. Good to see you from the live stream yesterday. Poppy. I've said your name so many times before. Oh my god, it's almost eight. The mist is starting to melt away. Daylight just banishing it. Always nice. <laughs> I just got a $1 pledge from Marina and the diamonds. Guess what? I'm not a robot. A robot. I love that single. It's a really good single. But you are so magnetic. You pick up all the pins. Ding! <laughs> Such a shitty line, but I love it. All right, Alex, you get out of here. You go to bed, beautiful. Well, that definitely does it for long requests. Uh, you guys got something like 5,000 words out of me, which is nuts for just, a, for just a little live stream bang bang. You know what I'm saying? I don't know exactly how many words that was, but geez. So that's it for long requests. I'll be happy to do shorter ones, though. 
Thank you, Jen. Thank you very much. Go to sleep. Sleep well. Yeah, Marcy, I'll do them at different times. I wanted to do the this one as American-friendly as possible. Uh, I'll do a European-friendly in September. And then we'll call it by ear when I'm back in the States, yeah? Listen to that tummy growl. He says, you've hardly fed me in days, master. Scratch my scruff. There's not a lot of scruff. I actually just trimmed it. But absolutely, I'm taking off my headphones and let's get let's get you real close there, Mr. Microphone. Oh yeah. I can actually get a lot closer to this one than the one I recorded the other ones on, so maybe it's even better. I'm gonna shut the fuck up and just scratch for thirty seconds. Oh, that's right. It might not pick it up unless I'm talking. Shit, I'm going to talk just a little bit while I'm doing it then. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's didn't think that through. Thank you, Olivia. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. Scratch me like I'm a dog for you, girl. Oh, it feels very, very good, and I'm not even acting. Oh. There we go. There we go. Little little ASMR. That's going to be so much better on the uh, on the upload to Patreon because there's no push to talk there. So boom, boom shakalaka. You're very welcome, Katie Kitty. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hmm. <laughs> it's amazing because uh it's it's uh, some pieces just generate hate and the beard scratching one generated the most hate on YouTube. Uh I get so many things like so many little comments like do you have fleas? Oh my god, this sounds awful. <laughs> There are just certain pieces that have uh, generated hate over the years. Uh, I've I've put something like 150 non-erotic short stories on the internet, and there's this one. There's this one. Yeah, but my YouTube comments are great, Olivia. Um, and it's also not one shitheaded several, so it's not it's not one thing. It really rubs people the wrong way. Uh, there's this one out of all the stories I've put on the on the internet. All of them combined, uh, non-erotic. There's this one from like at least ten years ago, maybe maybe longer, in which a character intentionally, as the writer, uh, misattributes Mussolini's final words. Um, and I have gotten so much fucking shit from that over the years. So many people have written in 
from years later to be all like, uh, hello, you stupid fucking retard. Those are not his final words. It's so weird when you, it's so weird, uh, how certain things will drive people crazy because I, I've had characters say so many more stupid things like, uh, seven times five is 45 or something. Nobody writes in. But that one just, oh, I have to kill him. Oh, I have to type with both hands. How hard I'm mad. Oh. There's just certain things that drive people nuts. Nuts. And that's one of them. You guys are nice, but just let, I mean, it's part of the gig. <laughs> Stop. Stop. All right, guys, you can, you can tone down the, uh, you can tone down the various words for pussies. Thank you. Before we exacerbate the entire the entire use of them. Julie K, I know that name. Hello, Julie K. I love you. Fuck. So she is. Can I undeafen her from my end? No, that would probably be something that we can't do. Somebody, I can't reach my keyboard. Somebody tell Julie to try and listen so I can say her name. <laughs> the way she's like, man, this is a boring stream. I can't believe I paid for this. All right, we're definitely closing out the old uh, list of giant fucking things I've read. I'm glad you're enjoying it, Marcy Penn. No, not at all, Michelle. I still speak in my in my regular everyday voice, and um, it's not like this one, and no one will ever recognize it. I'm fairly convinced. Hmm. No, voice lessons have only changed the way that I speak to when I'm the Grey Knight. Can I roll my R's? Can I go R? Can I go Rima? <laughs> well, Chrissy is a Puerto Rican, so if she's clapping, that means I must have done it okay. <laughs> oh, you guys want a little purring? Well, you're not going to get a little purring unless a patron requests purring. So there you go. Oh, Meg is a patron, technically speaking. All right, hold on, guys. Hold on, you assholes. <clears throat> nope, nope, throat's too dry, give me a second. This is not sexy, I'm about to gargle. 
Okay, one more time at the purring. <coughs> yeah, purring is a beginning of show request, not end of show. Just saying. Nope. Throat's a little too dry. Uh, I'll have to give it a shot some other time. <laughs> it's nice. Thanks, guys, but it's typically a little bit better. I'm glad you liked it, though. Throat's just a little too contracted at the moment from all that reading. It's really a full throat. It's really a full throat kind of exercise to purr. Uh, I just read the other day that uh, there's no species of cat that can purr and roar. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, I can. Don't tell me what I can't do. Here comes a roar now. There you go. Yes, fuck you, don't tell me what I can't do is definitely one of my quotes, and not at all from Lost. Don't tell me what I can't do. If I were king of the forest. Let me at him. Oh, it was lovely to have you, Mandors. Please, please go to sleep smiling, because it's only going to get worse from here. Hey, thank you, Marcy. It's always nice to make new friends. <laughs> if you think I'm too deep now, wait until your girlfriend dumps you there, Lissa. I'm saying if you think we're deep now, wait until, you know, you're single and we're fucking and my cock is inside you. It'll be deeper than what how deep I am now. A lot of women are, uh, or a lot of guys I've noticed, are either really turned off or turned on by bisexuality. Uh, like, they think it's so exciting, uh, or they think it's, like, intimidating. And I gotta tell you, I'm pretty fucking ambivalent. It's like, the world's full of, of literally at least three billion people that are potentially sexually interesting to you either way. So, like, what's doubling it? <laughs> but, eh... What are you going to do? <laughs> you got chills. I'm glad I can give you chills. I got chills. And they're multiplying. It's electrifying. You're the one that I want, the one that I want, oh, 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 you're the one that I want, the one that I want. 
<laughs> yeah. Sometimes the live stream just makes a little bit of magic right there. Yeah. Well, that's a great combo, Marcy. <laughs> Sorry, cool. Danny Zuko, you stop that. You're a bad boy. Danny Zuko. Always with the summer days and the summer nights. Who do you think you are? You stop that, Danny Zuko. You're a bad boy. Always, always getting grease in my kitchen. Always with the grease. Never, I don't, I never have any grease. I don't have any lard after you come into the kitchen. I don't, I don't, there's no oils left. What are you doing with all that grease, Danny Zuko? He's like some kind of greaser. Always with the grease, especially when it's storming outside. Oh, when there's lightning, there's never any grease left. What? How am I supposed to cook, Danny Zuko? You're a bad boy. You're a bad boy, Danny Zuko. The uh, the mother of Danny Zuko <laughs> bit, ladies and gentlemen. The mother of Danny Zuko bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty fucking out there, I agree. The mist is now cleared. Uh the mist has now cleared. It's now starting to be a beautiful morning, so that's very nice. Guys are dorks. Uh, you are dorks that I love. That is true. Just making sure it's still being recorded. That's what all the clicking is for. I would hate for this to be done halfway through and they would have missed the Danny Zuko bit. Uh-oh. Can't have that. Guys, when it comes to t-shirts, less is more. Less is more. Like, we're, we're going with a top five t-shirts. <laughs> There's one thing I learned from that little gremlin merch that climbs up my shoulder and screams in my ear, Use me, you damn dirty capitalist. It's that less is more. Sunday's a day of rest, so at most you need six. Melissa, darling, do you have any requests at all? I'd love to give you anything you wanted, Melissa. You've always been good to me. A lot of other a lot of other women have been great to me as well, so but you're a long timer. Meg's been great to me for a long time, but she's gotten like five requests done, so Screw her. Poppy, that goes for you as well. I wish I could say to Julie. Julie is a, a high roller, uh, frankly. Julie has offered me a lot over the last six months. Unfortunately, she can't hear. 
Also not a hiccup that was a high-pitched scream, a little My mating call, that's right. Take off your panties, Les. <laughs> oh, starting to get a little loopy. Starting to get a little loopy. Uh-oh. I once live-streamed for something like 14 hours straight. And by the end of it, I was just a mess. I was just a mess. Yeah, yeah, it was commentating too. So there was a lot of actual having to talk about what was happening. I couldn't zone out or anything. So by the end, I was, I was pretty gone. I was pretty out of it. Uh, uh, probably 36 hours. I could have gone longer, but fuck it. Been a long time since I stayed up a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since that rock and roll. Uh-huh. Uh, I can be that way, but when I'm really tired, I'm typically fairly like, shut up, let me sleep. <laughs> uh, when I got over here, my host, before they, before they left, uh, tried to wake me up that very next day. I arrived Saturday night, or Saturday evening, I should say, and I slept through Saturday night, and then they tried to just see if I wanted to, like, eat, essentially, on Sunday, since I hadn't left the room. And I do not recall this, but apparently I hit him with a book. Because I was all like, leave me alone. I remember that part. Uh, and he like, he's like, but do you want to eat? Or do you want to drink some water or something? And apparently I threw a fucking book at him. And he went, and he went. <laughs> and he went, the funny thing is, I, d I haven't seen that book in months. So I don't know where you got it from. <laughs> <laughs> I summoned I summoned a book so I could throw it at him. Uh oh it was hardcover. Oh yeah, it was hardcover. Oh yeah. Oh it was uh I'm actually using it now. Uh there's nothing special about it and I can't read the title because it's not in English. Uh sorry. I did. I reached into the ether to pull out something to throw him away with. Uh he was so amazed because I was fine that Monday. I woke up pretty early in the day. Uh, and so we were having breakfast and everything with him and his lovely girlfriend. And they're both like, you didn't want to eat or drink anything yesterday? I'm like, no, I wanted to sleep. I'll eat now, though. <laughs> but they're Europeans, and they don't do breakfast the same way. They're Europeans, so their breakfast is all like, uh, I guess we'll have like 350 calories. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot. I don't know. That's a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, maybe a little Nutella. I don't know. That's how Europeans do breakfast. That's how Europeans do breakfast.
I'm like, can we please melt some cheese on top of that steak and then roll it up and throw that inside a tortilla and then throw that inside a second tortilla filled with bacon? That's breakfast. I got to get to 1,200 calories before noon, otherwise I'll never weigh 500 pounds. <laughs> if you tied a tea, then you tied a life. All right, guys. Uh, it's been about two hours of streaming now, so final request from the patrons. This is this is uh, your last chance. Do I have anything non-erotic fiction I'd like to share? No, I like to I like to keep the world separate. So unfortunately that's a that's a hard no on that one. I like to I like to keep the world separate. Laura, go to bed. One day, one day after I reveal everything, Michelle. I will, uh, I'll share stuff with you. It's not great. That's why I'm not a writer. <laughs> Last chance. Romance. All right, here we go. A little bit of short poetry. I already disagree with it just reading that first line. Mary Oliver, Wild Geese. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert, repenting. You only have to let the soft animal in your body love when it loves. Tell me about your despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies, and the deep trees, and the mountains, and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. You're very welcome, Meg. That's six requests. I'm done with you. Get out. That's what I do with the girls. I give them six, and then I throw them out of bed. Wow. 
All right, so this is very mean of you. Well, at least you at least you told me that. Oh my god. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm not going to do it all. Uh but I'll I'll give you a bar of it. What the hell not? Let's do it. Never even heard of this. <clears throat> Dearest creature in creation, studying English pronunciation, I will teach you in my verse. Sounds like corpse, core, horse, and worse. I will keep you, Susie, busy. I will make your head with heat grow dizzy. Tear in eye and dress you'll tear. Queer, fierce dear, hear my prayer. Pray, console your loving poet. Make my coat look new, dear, sew it. Just compare my heart, hear and heard, dies and diet, lord and word, sword and sword, retain and retain, mind the latter, how it's written. Made has not the sound of bade, say said, pay paid, laid, but played. Now I surely will not plague you with such words as vague and og, but... Be careful how you speak. Say gush, bush, stake, streak, break, bleak, previous, precious, fuchsia, via, recipe, pipe, studding, sail, and choir, woven, oven, how, and low, script, receipt, shoe, poem, toe. Say, expecting fraud and trickery, daughter, laughter, and tresicore, branch, ranch, measles, top cells, aisles, missiles, similes, reviles, holy, holy, signal, signing, same, exclaiming, but mining, scholar, vicar, and cigar, solar, mica, war, and far, from desire, desire, admirable from admire lumber plumber bear but not briar topsham broham renown but known knowledge done lawn lone gone none tone one anemone balmoral kitchen lichen laundry laurel gertrude german wind and wind Bow, kind, kindred, cue, mankind, tortoise, turquoise, clamus, leather, breeding, ridding, heathen, heather. This phonetic labyrinth gives moss, gross, brook, brooch, ninth, plinth. Have you ever endeavored to pronounce revered and severed, demon, leaven, Ghoul, foul, soul, Peter, petrol, and patrol. There we go. You get the idea. <laughs> uh, well, English is my first language. There's a lot of words in there I didn't know. I wonder if I'm just not as well-versed as I thought, or if they're very specific to the early 1900s. Well, I'm dyslexic, man. That's what I have to do with everything I read all the time. Like, that's, that's, uh, like, I don't want to do Hulk from the Avengers or anything, but that's my secret. I struggle with reading all the fucking time. 
So when you're like, who read this, it's fucking hard. I'm like, of course it is. They're words. They fucking scramble around and, and flit in and out of existence. Of course it's hard. The little fuckers, they never stay where you nail them. Ugh. They're like cheap prostitutes, man. Ugh. Not the nice kind that'll lay with you after and pretend that they loved you. <laughs> uh, really doing final call for patrons only Patrons only If you have a request Julie, you can hear me now Hello Julie, I was saying hello to you earlier Thank you so much for all the support If you have a request I can 1000% do it for you You get special You get special treatment 100% So we'll we'll extend it a little bit while she maybe considers putting something up. I can just feel it. She's going to put up the original Lord of the Rings, the original all three volumes together, since I've said anything. Marcy, you don't... Um, Marcy, don't ever feel bad that you cannot donate... You donated a little, and that means a lot, and you don't ever have to even donate anything. Thank you very much for doing it. I, I, hope, I, I hope I've made you all feel that way. I withhold my suggestion of Beowulf. Grendel, kinfather, in dark and swain, swim through dark and lane. I towards Beldwolf heart. <laughs> uh, sure, what accent do you want me to say it in, Marcy Pen? You want me to get a little a little bro on that one? Do you want me to wrap up that bro with a bow? you <clears throat> you know nothing Jon Snow not really uh, I always want to go the Mike Myers route and just really like oversell it I'm lonely cause I eat and I eat cause I'm lonely it's a vicious cycle All right, give me one line of Australian to say. Melissa, are you sure you don't have a request? Julia, are you sure you don't have requests? I'm not going to say the word yes in Australian, guys. Besides, it's Ali. She gets to come up with the sentence. <coughs> You guys don't say bugger. You don't say bugger. Come on now. Bugger me, it's Scotia. Oh, fuck, you're, you're typing too fast, you assholes. 
I have a very slow, r low resolution on this. But I made it to Scotland today. I had to take my dax off. Uh, Lexi is not a patron, so go fuck yourself, Lexi. It's the patron stream. You leeches. If I ever attempted Irish, each and every time I flirted with Melissa, I attempt to get a little bit more Irish every time. <coughs> harla, 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 harla. I guess you've never heard the best audio ever. Oh, did I nail the Irish accent in that one. Oh, did I kill it. Shillelagh! It was perfect. It was a flawless Irish accent and a flawless werewolf. It was both at once. It was an Irish man who turned into a werewolf, and both were perfect in every way forever. It's a real shame that that one's not up anymore. <laughs> I think it's actually still on my soundgasm. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember the Warrior's Quest. It was my least favorite guild in Skyrim. <clears throat> and I'm deeply hoping that Elder Scrolls Six does some more fucking guilds than 4, because there was not enough. Oh, that. Oh. I don't remember the Daedra Quest very much either, frankly. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wonder are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Make me do a little Gladria, huh? I see how it is. No, I can't, but thank you for requesting it, Black. You sure did. You sure tried. I know Laura's pulling the strings. 
All right, then. Uh, I'm going to give it about a minute. I'm going to give it two minutes uh, for Melissa or Julie to request something. And then we'll move on to the closer. Yeah, well, maybe once your fashion blog takes off and you pay me enough, that'll happen for you. I'm not above being a mercenary. Maybe you just have to work as hard as I do for it. You ever think about that? All the women I say no to, maybe you just had to work as hard as I do for it. I thought I saw Melissa typing. I got real excited. Mm, what movies have I been into lately? I haven't really been uh, into movies lately. I've just seen some that I've really enjoyed. Star Trek Beyond, probably the best of the summer. I also really enjoyed Ghostbusters as well. I'm hoping I enjoy Finding Dory now that that's out here. Uh, it's out here this weekend, so... Uh, ooh, I like The Shallows very much, except when instead it was a girl, it was three guys on a boat. I like that version of The Shallows more than this version. I have not seen Suicide Squad, and I will not see Suicide Squad because fuck it. Uh, Mad Max I did see, and it's the first movie that I saw four times in one year. I loved everything about Mad Max. I just loved it. Uh, I just loved it. And it gave me so much hope because he was something like 68, 69, the director, when he started that project. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe maybe I could do my best story at 69. Uh, yeah. Did I ever try a Kilgrey voice? Oh, fuck. This is why I'd never offer anything. All right. <clears throat> fuck. Fuck. Definitely need some water for that. Oh, fuck, Tenet. Such a hard voice because of his tenor. He's got a real interesting cadence. So good in Broadchurch. I'm thinking more of Broadchurch uh, than Jessica Jones because that's where I'm more familiar with him. I loved it in Broad, Broadchurch when he screamed outstanding. Spoiler alert, David Tennant screams outstanding in Broadchurch. Uh, Dinner, right, Jessica? It was love. Fuck, that was awful. Fuck, that was bad. Fuck. That was like a face plant. 
uh, no, that was not clapworthy. Um, I have not seen Jessica Jones since it premiered. I watched it all pretty quickly. Oh, just give just give me one second of dead air, guys, and reaching around you and typing into YouTube. Here we go. You'd like to invite me in. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? Let's try and get him a bit more of a fun command. <laughs> fine, Jessica Jones, fine. There's a fantastic Cheshawan place up the corner. You'd love to be my date. There you go. There you go. Uh, it's not bad for a closed throat and a half attempt, but thank you. All right. All at once, we were madly, clumsily, shamelessly, agonizingly in love with each other. Hopelessly, I should add, because that frenzy of mutual possession might have been assuaged only by our actual imbibing and assimilating every particle of each other's soul and flesh. But there we were, unable even to match as slum children would have easily so found an opportunity to do so. Well, as long as Melissa's happy, as long as the Irish girls are happy, and even even after a bad tenant, uh, I'm happy too, because I believe that Mickey is Irish as well, and I'm not I'm not making a racial slur because of her name either. Ba 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 bow. Uh, it was old school racism. That's the kind of racism that nobody even cares about anymore. It's like when you call like someone like an Anglo or something. I sure have, Marcy. Too bad you've wasted your request. Uh, last chance, Julie K. I do have a favorite brand of hotel. My favorite brand is anyone you'll meet me in. So, you know, not like a Holiday Inn or something, because a girl would be a freak. 
she would meet me at Holiday Inn. Hello, Sleepless. Uh, I don't know when you joined, but thank you very much for joining. We are just about to wrap things up here. Uh, I don't have much of a standard. I used to be paid to be in hotel rooms, and so I don't care for it very much. Uh, back when I was paid to travel the world in sales. So hotel rooms uh, lost all magic for me. They lost all magic for me whatsoever, and they became tiny little prisons uh, instead. Granted, some of them were like four-star prisons, but still prisons. <laughs> well, I never said it to any of the staff, so what whiny little jerks. It wasn't their fault. That'd be amazing. Uh, sir, would you like some orange juice? You know I'm in a prison! There's hotels, my peasant. <laughs> if I was in the UK, would I go to the Lake District? Uh, sure, I don't even know what it is. I'll go, but I have no... Sure. Sight unseen, let's do it. Lake District. All right, I have I have definitely extended uh, the request window long enough, so the requests are over. So I have made myself a special little uh, gift, and here we go. Uh, I'm gonna come for you guys to all the birthday gifts uh, that I have gotten recently. I've got a little slideshow prepared here. And uh, what a, a good way to uh, go out of the first exclusive stream, I think. So I'm definitely, yeah, you should definitely send yours, Laura, before the day is done. Uh, but I'm literally going to come to all of the women who have sent me something. So I have to, to keep some distance and sanity. I have to look away from chat now, uh, both for the slideshow, but also so that I don't freak the fuck out because it's very embarrassing what I'm about to be doing. But uh, just so you know, uh, I am fucking hard as hell right now, and uh, this was a lot more fun than I thought, even with the regulars being kind of jerk faces, and it wasn't as much hurting cats as I thought, so I'm actually really very hard right now. And I'm very grateful for the distance, because uh, if one of you was just a little bit uh, closer, then I would grab you by your hair and fuck your face until I come, and it would not take very long at all. It's going to take a little bit longer, because my cock in my hand doesn't feel as good as a woman's mouth. But there you go. Just FYI, because it's a birthday special, uh... I don't I don't get birthday sex. I get birthday blowjobs. 
And I get a lot of them. And I tell you that I'm going to hurt your mouth and throat. And generally speaking, the response I get to that on my birthdays is, Yes, Daddy. So there you go. You have a little info on the inside. Closing out the David Tennant part because... I don't need him looking on and judging me. I'm also moving the microphone a little so I can see the slideshow better. It means a little decrease in audio fidelity there. Apologies. But you like summer days, so you're probably cool with it. <sighs> I have so many beautiful, wonderful fans that I sincerely hope do not come in the future to any live event in person because I want to be a good boy. What am I supposed to do if one or God save me two of you came up and you know I've seen you naked and you said you wanted to keep going after the show? What kind of man resists that? smell my cum. Just the pre-cum, but I can smell it. It's been a little while since I've come, so... It's got that nice little earthly aroma. <clears throat> I'll be mixing with your saliva right now. I'd tell you again that you needed to up your game because you were going to be blowing me off and on all day long. And I was going to use your mouth over and over again. And that's how you were going to show me devotion. Oh. 
followers have such amazing tits, huh? is where I would tell you that you better not fucking spill a drop. Because I'm the goddamn birthday boy. And however cute and fun and funny I am, I'm the Grey Knight. So you better suck my cock for all you're worth or I will find a girl that will. So give me everything you've got. No need for modesty today. Feed the beast. Ah, I'm so fucking hard. If you started masturbating for me, you better fucking finish. You better fucking come for me. Just because I was quick this time doesn't mean you get off. Work your cunt for daddy.
now the very bravest girls should admit in front of all the others that they just came. Thank you for being a brave girl, Ollie. Thank you for being a brave girl, Rosie. Thank you for being a brave girl, librarian. Thank you for being a brave girl, Marcy. Mm, thank you for being a brave girl, Meg and Olivia. Thank you for being a brave girl, Mickey. Thank you for being a brave girl, cool for cats. Thank you for being a brave girl, Katie, and Chrissy, and Melissa. Thank you all for being so brave. And thank you to all of my patrons. Thank you for all the support and all the love and all the affection. If you couldn't catch it live, I hope you enjoyed the recording. I had a lot of fun making it. Thank you for being a brave girl, Michelle. I had a lot of fun recording it, especially the end where I got to come looking at many of your tits and asses, and even a few faces that you asked me not to post. <gasps> Scandalous. Mm. Just a programming note, while the podcast will be pushed on Thursday, it might be a little bit later than normal. And we do still have room for questions, so just a little programming note while I'm here and my mind is clear. <sighs> Thank you for being a brave girl, Ami. All right, so let's all just think some nice thoughts. Let's all just have a good little vibe going. Let's either go to sleep or start today really feeling it. Let's just go and go and go. Have love and be loved and all that good stuff. I hope you know that I feel very, very, very fortunate. And I hope I reflect just a little of that back to you. I'm going to sign off now. And I hope no matter where you are, you're having a real groovy time after listening to that.
And even though you've probably gotten more than enough of me, here I am to say goodbye at the end anyway. Once again, that was the first patron livestream recorded about two and a half months ago. Uh, the audio wasn't great because I wasn't recording on this mic and I was in a big empty room with uh, no ability to get rid of that echo sound. But man, did we have a good time. And uh, yeah, if you listened all the way through, I hope you had a good time too. If you're curious about more of the patron stuff, uh, please, please, please check out my blog or my Patreon. You can find both uh, The Great Night and then Patreon or The Great Night and then Tumblr. Even a dollar a month gets you access to these live shows. They are quite, as you can see, pretty crazy. The second one went off a lot better than the first. Maybe I should have used that to advertise this, but it just happened, and I want everyone to have that experience I don't know if I'm going to make a habit of releasing live streams later down the road. Uh, yeah, so again, not quite a normal episode. Hopefully the extended length of that and the all the Halloween content makes up for it. I am swinging for the fences. The light is almost here. I thought maybe I might not record this even to save that time, but screw it. Uh, I'm making green chili enchiladas. <laughs> I'm trying to recover as best as I can while still working on uh, the still top secret project that will be revealed in two weeks. That should be so exciting. I'm the Grey Knight, and I'm also Jack, and I'm also just a guy who is so grateful for you and everything that you do for me, including just listening to this, just being a fan. You never have to give me a dollar or say hello to me or join any of my uh, numbers for me to be appreciative for you. Hope to see some of you, maybe, for the next uh, live show and all the rest. There is a lot more content on the blog, but no matter what, I will be back next week with brand new, fresh content, and I'll see you then. Bye.